0: Hi, my name is Sarah, and I'm from the blog Short Stories. Today, I'm going to narrate one of my short stories. It's called Silver Hearts, Heart 6. The sound of water dripping nearby was the first thing Leila heard as she opened her eyes. She could feel herself lying on something cold and hot. She slowly sat up and groaned as she rubbed the soft spot on her head where she was hit. As her eyes focused, she saw a metal gate with bars in front of her. She looked down and saw that she was lying on a stone floor. She was in a small jail cell lined with grey stone walls. On the walls were blood splatters and scratches. It looked like a person was counting down the days with each strike As she started feeling more awake she thought she heard faint screams in the distance Suddenly she thought she heard a familiar voice in the cell next to hers Nancy? Is that you? Layla called out Layla? Is that you? Oh my god Layla I thought that I was the only one here. Where are we? Nancy called back. Oh, it's good to hear your voice, Nancy. I don't know what this place is. The last thing I remember was being near the castle ruins. Before I was knocked out. Looks like some kind of prison cell. Like something you would normally see in the Middle Ages. Do you know where the others are? Neda asked. As she said this, Yuna glanced into the cell across from hers. It was close enough that she could see something on the floor. As she squinted her eyes to get a closer look, she gasped and scrambled backward. What happened? Are you okay? Mincy called out with a worried tone in her voice. I, um... I saw a skeleton in the cell across from mine. Yela explained with a slight tremor in her voice. Oh, I see. What does it look like? A human skeleton? Nancy asked. I think so, Lila answered. I remember seeing a human skull on a tree on our way here. I wonder why. Shouldn't there only be werewolves here? Nancy asked. Maybe they were dragged here by the werewolves from outside of the forest wherever the hell this is. Maybe the werewolves didn't kill those who were captured, like us. Mimi Peter is in one of these cells, Naila replied. Do you remember what happened to us when we were taken from the ruins? Nela asked. I remember hearing Ned shout out before we saw some werewolves running towards us from the trees. I didn't react in time, but I remember Ned hitting one of them. its head, and it fell before I was knocked out. Next thing I knew, I woke up in this cell next to yours," Nancy explained. Ayla tried to stand up and felt something sharp poking her leg. She unzipped her coat pocket and took out her knife. Nancy, do you still have your gun with you? Ayla asked. No, I can't find my gun. Why? Nancy replied. I still have my knife with me. It was in my jacket pocket. Ella answered back. Oh, that's great. Maybe we can find our way out of here. Nancy said. Maybe we can find our way out of here, and she said. Suddenly they heard a loud clang in the distance, accompanied by the sound of steps footsteps. And the sound of a body being dragged on the ground. Nila quickly ducked back further into her cell. As the sound of footsteps drew nearer, her heart started racing faster. What is that? Who is being dragged on the ground? Is it another human? Could it be Peter? Nila thought. A leg popped into view. It belonged to one of the werewolves. Nila placed a hand over her mouth. It's... A grey werewolf passed by her. It had deep scars on its cheek, and it held a bunch of old-fashioned keys in a key ring in one hand. In another hand, it held a leg. It looked human. As the werewolf passed by her cell, it glanced at her and growled. He last scrambled backward and felt her hand touch the wall in the back of the cell. It snorted and continued dragging the human. As the human was dragged past her, Nila saw that it was a red-haired woman who was wearing a grey cloak and dirty blue cloth for top, along with black coloured pants. She looked like she came straight out of a medieval movie. The woman lay unconscious as the werewolf dragged her past Nila's cell. After a while, Leila heard a clang of metal nearby as the jail door was closed, followed by the sound of keys locking up the door. The werewolf walked back and passed by herself. It ignored her this time as the sound of a door closed in the distance with a loud clang. Lila breathed a sigh of relief. Lila, tell me you saw that. It wasn't just me, right? Do you see the woman being dragged? It looked like she came from the medieval ages, Lindsay said. Lila cleared her throat and said, Yeah, I saw that. I remember Adam saying something about a group of outsiders who visited Red Fox 15 years ago. He said that the rangers mentioned something about encountering strangers, who looked like they came straight out of a medieval play. Maybe that woman was one of them? Both sat in silence and contemplated their situation. After a few minutes, the door opened again, and the sound of heavy footsteps echoed across the hallway. It stopped outside Nancy's cell, and Leila heard the sound of the cell door being unlocked. Nancy cried out in panic as it opened. No, get away from me, you big hairy monster! She screamed in fear. Nancy? What's happening? Leila called out. Suddenly, Nancy stopped screaming, and the hall fell silent, except for the sound of screams in the distance. Worried, Leila called out. Lindsay, are you okay? Don't touch my friend, you monster. Metal squeaked as the cell door closed. And Leila saw the same grey werewolf walk up to her cell. To her surprise, it spoke in a low tone. Don't worry about your friend, little one. You'll be joining her soon. As the werewolf walked away, and Layla heard Nancy being dragged away. Layla stared at her cell door, speechless, as she tried to process what just happened. What happened to Nancy? What did the werewolf do to her? The last thought made Layla shiver. Did it kill her? And she sat in her cell, shivering. Leila sat in a ball and rubbed her shoulders as she stared at the floor of her cell. Shocked and worried about Nancy, Leila could only wait and panic as she wondered what would happen to her if she was the only one left in this cold and unforgiving place. After about half an hour, Leila couldn't tell. There was no light in her cell, except for the flickering of orange light coming from a wooden torch welded onto the wall opposite her cell. She heard the same sound of metal clanging and the same sound of heavy footsteps approaching her cell. Layla considered using her knife to cut the beast if it tried to harm her. But when he approached her cell, she decided that it would be better if she kept it hidden for now. Maybe the werewolf would bring her to Nancy. She waited at the back of her cell as the werewolf stopped outside her door and used its keys to open her door. When it came into her cell, he took everything in her not to take out the knife and stab it in its chest. She held her breath as it came closer. As it reached out, she held her hands above her face to shield herself. Relax, I'm not going to eat you. Yet. Put your hands out in front of you, he said gruffly. She lowered her hands and he took out a rope from a brown satchel bag tied to its hips with bigger and thicker rope. It tied the rope around her hands and dragged her to her feet by lifting her up by her jacket. Next, it held the other end of the rope and tucked her forward. She reluctantly followed him out of her cell and into the hallway. As they passed by the cells, he last saw a few people were dressed in a similar style to the red-haired woman. Some walked at the cell door and stared as they walked past. A man speared on the ground as he saw the werewolf. Some were on the ground walking back and forth. Some screamed at the werewolf to let them out. Nila saw a few more skeletons in some of the cells, and she shivered and she wondered whether she would eventually become one of them if the werewolf decided not to eat her and let her rot in her cell. The jailer werewolf opened the metal gate at the end of the hallway and it led her up three flights of stairs made of stone steps. It opened a thick wooden door at the top and they walked into a big room made of white stone walls and floors. Old Regal paintings, normally seen in art museums, adorn the walls, while wooden doors on each side of the room led to different destinations. The rooms were only lit up by wooden torches, and it took some time for Leila to see two werewolves standing opposite them. At the far end of the room, In the middle of the room stood small stone pillars that held objects on them. As Leila walked past one, she saw a human skull and one had a necklace made of gold with glittering jewels of red and green. Leila wondered whether this was their version of a museum, but the thought of werewolves having a museum seemed absurd. But then again, so was the thought of them speaking. As they reached the door, where the two grey werewolves took guard, the jailer said, taking the next prisoner to see our king. He nodded and one opened a wooden door for them by unlocking a metal latch and pushing open the door. As they walked past them, Ela felt the guard stare at her as they looked at her hungrily. They walked down a narrow hallway and finally reached the end. It pushed open the double-sided doors and they stepped into a huge hall. Stairs led to the bottom and werewolves in grey, white and black colour walked past them from the left and right sides of the hall. When Leela entered the room, Some stopped mid-conversation, and turned to look in her direction. Ella felt like she was a rabbit that had just entered a wolf den. They eyed her hungrily and licked their lips. The jailer tugged roughly on her rope, and led her past them, as they entered through a round archway on the right. They walked for a few minutes, and stopped outside huge wooden double doors. Leila noticed it was carved with symbols on the edges. They looked like the ones carved into the stone monolith outside the cave entrance in her world. The jailer pushed open the doors and dragged Layla into the room. Before Leila could take in anything, it shoved her onto her knees. Ow! Layla complained. And she glanced up. She noticed that they were in a throne room of sorts. In the center, and a few steps ahead from her, stood a stone throne. Werewolves stood at the edges of the room and stood like guards. Above the room stood a metal chandelier holding candles that lit up the room in a warm glow of orange light. A red carpet made of cloth, led from where she was kneeling to the throne, and on it sat a huge black werewolf with red eyes and huge claws. It looked at her like a king will look at a lowly peasant, and it motioned for her jailer to bring her forward. The jailer lifted her up and pushed her toward the throne. As she walked nearer to the throne, she noticed some people at the base of the throne. When she was close enough, she recognized every one of her friends kneeling down with their heads hung down. A couple of grey werewolves stood behind them and held them in position. When she reached the base of the throne, the jailer pushed her down and said, My king, here is the last prisoner you requested." She looked at her friends and saw that they were unconscious. They were being held up by their werewolf captors. Wake the rest up, the king said. The jailer splashed cold water onto their faces, using a small wooden bucket. One by one, they woke up. Beth woke up first. What? She mumbled groggily as she lifted her head. When she saw the king, she screamed in terror and tried to run away, but Ko'oni squirmed as her hands were tied behind her back. Beth, you're awake, Leila said in relief. Beth turned to her as the others woke up. Leila? Oh, I'm glad to see you. What's going on? Why did they drag us here? What's that thing in front of us?" Beth asked frantically. I don't know, Beth. I was also like here just a few minutes ago, Leila replied. Silence! You do not speak disrespectfully in front of the king, the jailer shouted. As Leila and Beth flinched, the king looked bored as he waved the jailer away. The jailer bowed and left the room. When the doors closed, the rest saw each other. Nancy? Layla? Ned asked as he tried to focus. Yes, Ned, it's us. We must have been locked up in different areas, Nancy said. When Ned nodded in relief, he looked ahead and guessed as he fell backward. What is that? he asked fearfully. It's the king, Layla explained. Adam woke up a start, and looked at the rest frantically. When he saw Leila, he looked relieved, but his eyes ran wide when he saw the king. Now that everyone is awake, I should introduce myself, a low voice cut in. I am the leader of this place. Everyone calls me king, but I prefer to refer to myself as the alpha. "'My scouts found you near the border, and they brought you here with the other humans,' the king explained. "'But how is it that you can talk? What is this place?' Beth asked. One of the guards started to walk toward her in anger, but the king held out his hand. It went back to its position. "'You must address me as King Ivano. Please excuse my lower underlings.' They are not as sophisticated as me and have a harder time controlling themselves. We can speak because we are more than your beasts, as you can see. We have always been this way since the beginning of time. You are now in my castle. That is all I can say. Until I know who you are, I will not reveal any further information. So. Little ones, where have you come from? You don't look like you belong here, King Ivano said. Um, your highness, I mean King Ivano, we can't really say where we are from. It's hard to explain, but we assure you that we don't mean any harm. We're just here to find a friend of ours. His name is Peter, Peter Hollow. We thought that maybe he was brought here. But we couldn't find him. They said respectfully, This Peter Hollow, what does he look like? And you still haven't answered my question. Where have you come from? King Ivano replied impatiently. Peter is tall. He has black hair and brown eyes. He has ear piercings. And has a tiny mole on the left of his face. Yelaw replied, when the king heard this, his eyes narrowed and he frowned. Suddenly, he smiled and said, Ah, I see, Peter. He waved a guard towards him and whispered something into his ear. The guard nodded and bowed. He quickly left the room. I have told one of my underlings to bring Peter. He will be joining us shortly, King Ivanov said. Now... Answer my question. Where are you from? I will not ask again, he said. Ela detected a growl in his voice as he spoke. We are from another place. It is somehow connected to here, Ela quickly explained. Interesting, King Ivano said as he stroked his chin. I remember stories of our ancestors describing a place a forest that looked like ours, but full of life existed. He wanted to explore this place further, but we were chased back by those annoying pests, King Ivano said with a growl. Suddenly the doors opened, and in walked the grey wolf guard and another grey wolf. The second one was bigger, and he had black tipped ears. As he walked toward them, Lila noticed that he had the same scratches on his legs, like the ones she saw on the living werewolf in the red fox forest. Lila was confused, and she thought that they were bringing in Peter. The king smiled as he saw them. Ah, yes. Come on in, Ivano said. The werewolf guard pushed the bingo werewolf forward. The king dismissed the guard and he went back to the side of the room. The king motioned the werewolf forward. and he walked past the group to kneel in front of the king. My king, he said gruffly, Welcome. Why don't you show our guests, King Ivano said as he smirked. The werewolf nodded and walked behind the throne. He last started hearing flesh tearing and bone breaking. Along, the sounds of painful mourning <laughs> When he went silent, Mayla waited in trepidation as the king tossed a brown tunic behind the throne. After a minute, a man walked out from behind the throne. Ella gasped as she saw who it was. Adam frowned, and Beth gasped as she saw the man. Nancy looked confused. Ned looked confused as well, but his expression quickly changed to anger. Peter smoothed his dark hair as he placed a rope around the tunic at his waist. He couldn't look at them as he walked forward and stood next to the king. Here is your friend. Peter, don't you want to greet him? I thought that you were friends, King Ivano said smartly. As Peter looked up, he saw his friends. They looked hurt and angry. But there was one person who Peter couldn't face. Lila looked at him, confused and hurt. The king saw this and said, I'm sorry if I didn't explain to you first. Peter here is not his real name. His real name is Eric's. He's part of my clan. So, Peter was not your real name? You made it up. You probably think that I'm a fool, Layla said as she stared at him with hurt in her eyes. Eric's glanced at Layla and flinched. He looked away and said, My king, I have news about my return. Could I speak to you in private? Very well. I will deal with you a lot later. Guards? escort them back to their cells, King Ivano said. As the guards were pulling the group towards the door, Lila turned around and asked him, King Ivano, could you put us next to each other? I would like to spend more time with them before your verdict. Mm. Fine. Guards, put them together in a big cell. It's the least I can do for Eriks' friends. Right, son? King Ivano said. As King Ivano said this, the rest looked at Eriks in shock. As the guards pulled them away, and closed the doors. <coughs> Layla looked back at Eriks, only to see his back turn to her. All of them were placed in a big cell. It was nearby Leila's old cell, and next to the red-haired woman. After the jailer closed their door, they walked away. The group waited till he was far away, before they started talking. I can't believe this. Peter is a werewolf, and a werewolf prince at that. Who would have thought? Beth said. I can't believe he lied to us. He made us look like idiots, Ned said angrily. Nancy looked at Ayla and put a hand on her shoulder to comfort her. I never knew the guy, but I knew that something was up with Peter. The way Tess talked about him, how he liked to keep to himself, and how he was always skipping classes, sometimes. Ayla, are you alright? Adam asked her. Adam asked her. Leila could barely get a word out. She was confused and hurt. After everything that had happened, she finally reached her limit. She just sat at the floor and stared at the back of the wall as tears fell out in her eyes. His name is not Peter. It's Eric's, she finally said. She wiped her eyes and turned toward the others. I'm sorry I got you into this mess. I should have known that, Peter. I mean, Eric's was bad news. He was always aloof when I asked him about his family. And he was always giving me bad vibes. But I chose to ignore it. Because I fell in love with him, Layla said sadly. When Adam heard Lena say this, he looked down and focused on his shoe. It's alright, Layla. You weren't the only one who was fooled by his charm and we wanted to find him too. You can't blame yourself for what has happened. He lied to you, and now because of him, we are stuck in this mess. We have consoled her. We have to find a way out of here, Ned said. He got up and shaked the door of the gate. Will you not keep it down? Some of us are trying to think here, a woman said in a Scottish-like accent. Leela turned towards the sound. and realized it was coming from a cell where the red-haired woman was kept. Hello? Who are you? Nila called back. I should be asking you that. You lot don't look like you come from around here, the woman replied. What's your name? I'm Leela, Leela asked. My name's Loxie. Leela, eh? You're definitely not from around here. Where are you kids from? Oxy asked. Um, it's kinda hard to explain, Kayla replied. Try me, Oxy said. We're from a place that is connected to this world. We passed through a cave from our world, and now we're here after we were captured by the werewolves. We were looking for our friend Peter, but turns out he's actually one of them. Kayla explained. Ah. I see. Other worlds. Here, yeah, we call these creatures Moonstalkers. You must have found the unknown keystone. It acts as a gateway between our and your world. Weird though. I thought we. Noxie was cut off as they heard the clang of the metal gate opening at the other end of the hallway. Someone's coming, Noxie said. When the footsteps stop outside their gate, Ayla saw the jailer with Eric's next to him. Peter? Oh, sorry, I forgot. Prince Eric's. Ayla said sarcastically. May I speak to them? Alone? Eric asked the jailer. Fine. But you must report to your father about your visit. And don't try anything funny. I'll be back in twenty minutes the jailer said. Eric nodded, and the jailer left. When they heard the main gate shut, as the guard ascended the stairs, Eric turned to them and whispered, We don't have much time. We need to get you out of here. You're right. "But you'll help us. You're the prince of his castle and kingdom. What will your father say? Adam asked. Guys, I know that you don't trust me right now, but I'm the only chance you have of getting out of this place. What will it take for you to listen to me?" Eric said in desperation. Tell us. Tell us why you were the Red Fox. Why you went to our school. Why you tried to befriend us. Was this all a joke to you? Hila said sadly. Eric looked at her, but Lila looked away. I know I screwed up later, and you will probably never forgive me. I'm sorry if I hurt you, Eric said. Alright, I'll tell you guys the truth. The truth is, I am the beta in this clan. I'm the kind of soldier that cleans up the messes that the other werewolves make. On the night of October, a rogue wolf escaped from his petrol duties. The wolf was my younger brother. I was sent to capture him and bring him back here, so I had to go to Red Fox. I thought that he might be nearby the high school because he is at that age, where he's a teenager. Maybe he would be around there? Turns out he was not there. He was hiding amongst the townsfolk. He used a stolen potion that allowed him to imitate others in their appearance and scent. That's why I had a hard time catching him. And I met you, Layla. You have to understand. What we had was real. I wasn't playing your feelings, Eric said to Layla. Layla ignored him and looked down at the ground, as she fiddled with her jacket zipper. So, anyway, after that night, When I left Leila at the theatre, I tried searching for him again. I decided not to go back to school, because I found out that Leila and I were too different, Peter continued. As he said this, Leila flinched. I eventually found him near the abandoned house in the woods. I tracked him down, but I lost him for a while. When I finally found him, he was weakened by something it was easier to take him down. I eventually dragged him back here, and he's now in a jail cell, in another part of the building. Now, do you trust me to help you? Peter said. When Lila didn't respond, Beth put a hand on her shoulder. Layla looked at her and nodded. Fine. What's the plan? Beth asked. I swapped the guard's key for this cage when he wasn't looking. When he was in the toilet, I took out the key from his satchel. I will release you guys and you run away from here while I distract the guard. Here, Eric sent Beth a piece of parchment paper. This holds the plan of the castle. You need to get from here to the kitchen. There's a back door there. There shouldn't be anyone here at this hour. It's considered nighttime now. Everyone should be in bed. Escape from here. If you encounter a guard, use this. He placed a black pouch in Ned's hand. It contains a flower that puts our kai to sleep. The ruin is not too far from here. Just keep going straight, Eric explained. Wait, what about you? Ned asked. I'll be fine. I'll just tell them that you knocked me out. Oh yeah, I almost forgot to tell you, your weapons are in the treasure room. It's in the first room on the left once you exit this dungeon and enter the collection room. The collection room is where all our enemies loot is. They even have a skull there. Eriks continued. I know where that is, Nia said. Eriks looked at her and smiled. But... Leela gave him a blank stare. Okay, so one of us has to knock you out before we leave? I would like to volunteer, Adam said. I'm sorry, who are you? I believe we haven't met, Eric asked. Oh, I'm Leela's neighbor, Adam, Adam replied. Oh, so you're Adam. I see, Eric said, as he assessed him. All right, so that's the plan. Everybody cool a bit, Ned asked. Yeah, everyone said unison. Hold on there. I would like to chip in, Oxy said. Who's that? Eris asked. Woohoo! Over here, lover boy, Oxy called. Oh, who are you? Eris asked as he looked into the other cell. I have a better plan, your friends escape from here, but I can help assure that they don't get caught by your plan. I know some people who can help us escape, I just need to make sure that I get let out too. They might not escape very far with their little knowledge of the area, and the patrol is always on the lookout in the surrounding woods, Boxy said. Oh, I know you're kind. What makes you think you can help them? You're stuck here yourself, Eric," said dryly. All I need is for you to attach this letter to the bird sitting at the roof of this castle, Oxy explained, and she gave him a small piece of parchment paper wrapped in string. I have seen that bird. Fine, I will do it. But you have to promise to help my friends. If I so much as see them back here, or hurt in any way, I will hunt you down myself, Eric said. You got it, lad. I'll promise to take care of them and bring them home. Besides, I'm sure they're better suited to taking care of them than you, Foxy said. Eric ignored the jive and said to the others, Okay, so wait for me to get the keys. The jailer changes his shift in an hour. You only have a small time frame to get you out of here. From there, I will cause a distraction. And you guys grab your weapons. I will meet you in the kitchen and you knock me out, got it? Eric said. Yeah, you got it, Ned replied. Okay. See you guys in an hour, I'll find a way to swipe the key for Loxy's cell too," Eric said. He left them and walked back out the main door. What a fine lad you got there, Leila, although I don't like his kind. I can see that he really cares about you," Loxy said. Yeah, I know, but I still don't trust him," Leila mumbled as she stopped in a corner. I've come to the end of this podcast and I'll be uploading Silver Hearts Part 7 soon. So stay tuned and I hope you like this story. See you next time.